Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 244 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast to do about the art and things with me co-host Little Dennis. <laughs> little Dennis is with us today and it's time for another look at the last month of art class. So Little Dennis can get us into this one. So we've had our little kitty kisses. Little Dennis and Kitty are going to sit down. And before we get into this one, which is for the month of November, it is actually Christmas. Well, it's not Christmas, it's Christmas month. So today is the first of... The day of recording this podcast is the 1st of December. So I'm going to open my little advent calendar. And we've got a little... A cup... The little chocolate is, hey, it's a little gingerbread man. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's nice. For me, the best thing about Christmas is chocolate. And I, what I like about Advent calendars is. You get a little bit of chocolate each day, and it's just enough to be excited. But for this one, well, one of the things I wanted to talk about on this one is, I wanted to talk about, if you don't feel like you want to do something, should you do it, or should you, should you not do it? I'll talk about it a bit later, but... The stuff on this one is going to be all about a lot of different things this month, actually. So, outside, what I do is on a Saturday I go out painting and stuff. But one of these is actually going to be about a still life. I've got another, a couple of little quick, quick sketches. And then this month, well, for November, I did a lot of people sketching. So I'm going to talk about that as well. But first, we'll get into the art class. And I believe there was only two, I believe I only went to two sessions this month. Yeah, so the first one was on the 9th of November. And what we did here was we had a model posing for us. A beautiful model. And once again, what we've got is, we've got this thing where the short poses are way more sexy than the long ones. And you, I always think to myself... I think I would rather have two hours of short poses rather than one big long one. Actually, I should say that. I might reckon, I might say to do that. Because I get more fun out of these short ones. That's what I'm thinking. So we did two little sh- short ones. The first one, she had a, a knee over a, a leg over a, a leg. And I love that. I've always loved that. Because what you get like a sex, there's a sexy line where the leg is like the top leg is sitting on top of the bottom leg. There's a very sexy curvy line right along there, and you always get the straight line as well of the leg and then the bum as well. Because when you cross your legs, it pushes the bum out. You get like more of a shape of the bum. That was a nice one. The next one. She was sitting down. Oh, you can also, if you 
go on to YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. You can also see these little sketches. But the next one, she was quite sort of um, gently posing again. But what I liked about this one was the way her foot was sort of resting on the on the floor. It was like a there was a nice flow to her whole body on this one. And then we went into the long pose. So the long po the long pose, she was actually lying down. Now the thing is, again, what I find hard with this is when they're lying down, I find it very hard to judge how big the body is compared with the legs. So I did a, I've started off doing a little quick sketchy thing, and I did the legs way too short. So, but what I do is I always do a little quick sketch first now, because it helps me find. It helps me find where to place the, the drawing on the paper. So I, what I, what I did was I pushed it over a little bit. Yeah, it was a bum. What had happened was I'd made a body a bit too long. But what I liked about this one, this model was her hair. Again, her hair was very sexy. So I did the little quick sketch, and then I went into the finished one, which I did with my pencils. And again, what I liked about this one was, she was sitting on a... The background was very dark. And it was actually like making her body pop. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of nice lighting going on this night. And again, I liked her hair as well. So recently at art class, I've been playing around with this big fat, it's a 5.2 inch, I think, no, a 5.2 6B pencil, and it's like really thick, but it's, it's, it's really helping me sort of let go, and it also helps me speed up as well, because I can get through a, a drawing a lot quicker now, instead of using the little 0.5 pencils. But what I did on this one was I actually, I right at the end I put some lines in with a 0.5 pencil on the hair to get a little bit of the detail in. I think this was the one, this happened, the last two sessions this happened, where, because what happens is at half time we have a little break and the model has a drink and a rest. And when she come back she was ever so slightly out of position and I believe it was a, around that was out of position so what happens is you end up you end up sort of trying to draw the pose the way it was before the break so you're sort of you're sort of like drawing what you see but also you're sort of making it up as well but it's a good thing because it's it's like what it does is because you're trying to draw stuff that is no longer in front of you it makes you understand whether you, it makes you sort of, you you find out whether you understand how the lighting's working. Because you've got to sort of do it from your head. There are some beautiful lights and darks on this one though. And then, so that was the end of that sketchbook. I missed a session because I was on holiday. And I re I'm really upset that I missed it. Because what they did was, they were basically there was a workshop where they were looking at a, f a painting, a photo, and they had to basically 
create a drawing or a painting of their own in the style of that art in the style of that artist and one of them was the Simpsons <laughs> so I, that's what I was going to do because what you could what you would have done was looked at a, a, a photo of the Simpsons and you, you would have had to have created your own character in the style of the Simpsons so that would have been brilliant but what I've done is I've actually left a page in my sketchbook and I'm actually going to do it on that. So for next month, I will have a picture of... A, it's going to be a character that would... It's a character that I've made up that should look like it fits into the world of The Simpsons. <laughs> so I'm going to... So that'll be our next month's art class thingy. But the next one was for the 23rd of November, which was last week. And again, we had another model doing poses I believe it was the same model I think it was she's called Fred Freda and the thing is with this model is she can just sit down and pose she doesn't she doesn't need to be like towed out to pose you can tell that she just feels the pose which is beautiful so the first one she was sitting down again her bum was being pushed out but what I loved about this one was, you know that thing where one shoulder is higher than the other one. What it does is it, it, it. I find that very, I suppose, sexy when you get one shoulder pushed up. Because what it also does is it creates lots of nice shapes around the entire body. Because you sort of see how the, you see how the angle of the shoulders affects the rest of the body. And she also had her arms put down. For me, this was very much like a sort of an anime character pose. There's a cute little pose. Oh, and then she did another one. Yeah, this was quite an interesting one, actually. This one, she was sitting on the chaise long, with her legs right out, but she was actually turned facing the wall. So most people, most of us had our... had. All we saw was the back of her. Very rarely do you get that. And this I find this very interesting. So you, what, I, what I found interesting on this one was. You could really see her sort of. Um, her spine. You could see how her spine was curving. And again I suppose what's, what's happening is. I'm starting to realise how. Like when the top of the body is. Sort of angled it changes everything else so you sort of see how all parts of the body are connected to each other what i also liked was her, her one of her arms was like um sort of like cuddling the um what's it called the arm of the chaise long and it was like wrapping around but what i like about this this one is i've I've sort of simplified everything into a single lines. So this one's quite a nice simple one as well. And then we moved into the final the final one, which again she was lying down on the sofa on the chaise long. She had one leg right out and another one bent. Now I feel like this pose was a little bit sort of 
well, what was happening was in the second half, she actually had to keep moving. So I'm feeling, I feel like she must have had cramp or something, which I'm not surprised because it looked like, well, her, her leg was like sort of bent and stuff. But the first, I did a little quick sketchy thing and and then I did the final one. I think the thing I'm most proud about with this one is sort of capturing the depth of of one of her legs like you because what she did was she had um her leg was outstretched one of her legs was stretched right out but it was ever so slightly not so it was sort of like slightly bent in which created a little bit of foreshortening and I feel like I feel like I captured that quite nicely yeah, this is quite cool also got her eyes in because she was like sleeping she had her eyes shut she looked very peaceful in this one and again, what was nice about this one was the shadows. So what I did on this one was I just created loads of... What I've started doing is I've started focusing on the shadow shapes. Like, And what's especially good is because at the moment we're in the season of darkness at night time, what happens now is when you get to art class, it's dark. So for the past, for the past, like, for the rest of the year so far, what's happened is the first half of the session has been sort of dusk and then the second half especially the last 30 minutes the, it would get very dark and all of a sudden you would get all the light all the light shapes and shadow shapes and things but now we're getting that all the time because it's dark all the time so i love this and i love picking out the lights and stuff it's one of my favorite things is actually like pulling out the highlights i just enjoy doing that but this one, the thing I've done wrong with this one is her body's a bit too long. And again, this what happened here was she slightly moved. So for the second half, she was ever so slightly moved. And it, like I said, a slight little change in the, a slight little, um, it was probably like about a five degree angle that she changed. It totally transformed all the shadow shapes. And also it changed the, sort of um on a what what it was was a breast you couldn't really see her top breast so you sort of had to make it up from the the like the the shape the shading around it but what happened was because she ever so slightly moved what happened was her top breast it basically almost like disappeared so in the first half you could see like a nice like a pyramid shape but in the second half that had gone it was almost like straight, but I wanted to keep the pyramid shape because I thought the shape of her breast, it created like a nice flow. Whereas if it was flat, it, it just lost a lot of, it lost a lot of um, feeling. So I wanted to keep it, but I couldn't see what the shadows were doing. So again, I had to sort of make that up. But this was a nice one. And again, I did that thing where right at the end, I played, I put some details in with her hair with the um, 0.5 pencil that was a nice one and then right at the very end again I played around with that Pentel sign pen it's a, it's a Pentel sign pen which is like a belt tip pen really but it's brilliant for shading and stuff and what I was doing was I was just basically like looking at parts of her body and trying to capture I was trying to turn all of the shadows into simple 
simple shapes, like single shapes. It's fun. <laughs> so that's it for art class. So, and I also didn't go yesterday, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about. Is if you if you're going to go to art class or something, and you suddenly think to yourself, if you don't feel like you want to go, do you think you should listen to that feeling and not go? Because maybe you're not just you're just not feeling it, and because sometimes I've gone I've done things when I've not been feeling it, and my heart hasn't been in it, and it sort of showed. But sometimes I've had that feeling of not feeling it. I've gone anyway and it's been the best. It's been like the best thing I've ever done. I remember when I was at uni, when we used to go out clubbing and stuff. Sometimes you'd, you'd be so excited for the night and it would turn out to be rubbish. And then sometimes you didn't want to go out. You went out and it was the best night ever. <laughs> it's the so, so it's a bit strange that. But, well, for yesterday, I decided to stay in because I just, I've i been feeling quite a lot tired lately. So I just wanted to have a little bit of a rest. But the other thing I've been doing, every Saturday morning, I've been going out doing, what are they called? Like plein air paintings and things. They're little, little sketches, really. So the first one, what happened was it was, it was peeing down with rain. So I thought, well, I can't really... S- sit outside in this so what I did on the way home I just picked up a load of bits and bobs like leaves trees well not well branches some of them were covered in like moss there was, and also because what was happening was we were going into the winter you had nice you had a nice range of colored leaves green ones orange brown also this was about halloween time so there was actually, I think this might have been the, might have been the day after Halloween or something. So there was actually a, there was a pumpkin. <laughs> Somebody had like left a pumpkin, like the pumpkin lid on the floor. So I bought that home as well because I thought that orange would be nice. And there was also these little, um, I don't know what they are. They're like sort of, they're a little bit like sort of conker type things. They weren't conkers though. They had like furry skins. They were like nuts with furriness on them. So again, I thought they would be nice, a nice different texture. But what happened here was, I thought I thought how brilliant it would be to have all this stuff. And then I soon re- I also had some stones because they were grey. Wanted and some little berries as well because I thought the be- the red berries would pop. But what happened was, I soon realised you can have too much stuff. And I f- what I thought to myself was. Still lives are better when you've got less stuff. So I learnt a really good lesson here. I didn't I didn't think this was a very good painting when I did this, but looking at it now, I actually I sort of like it a little bit more than I did at the time. But I did another and did another one where I only picked four things. I had a I had a little bit of a branch which had moss on it. One of those like furry nut things, some red berries and a green leaf. I think I maybe should have gone with an orange leaf because what happened was the green leaf blends in with the green on the the moss on the 
what's it called? The twig. So you sort of lose the thing there. But I, the, the best thing for me on this was, it wasn't actually the painting. It was putting the still life together. I really enjoyed putting the still life together more than actually painting. So in other words, I enjoyed like, I enjoyed like designing and composing the little still lifes. I don't feel like I did a very good job of it, but I could see that I was enjoying it. And I've, I felt to myself, if I keep doing this, I feel like it would be, well, the more you do it, the better you would get, get at it. Also, there was these little white things. They were weird. They were like white berries or something. And I felt, I felt to myself, it looked like a little alien was going to pop out of them. <laughs> they reminded me of like um, alien eggs or something. So I'm definitely going to be doing more still lifes in December, especially now that it's cold. It's cold. It's better to sort of. I thought to myself, if if you can't do nature outside, bring the nature inside. So I'm actually going to start doing. What I'm going to do for December is probably do mixed people sketching up with still lifes, because I enjoy doing that. And then the next one, I did a very. I did a very quick sketch outside with um with some like a fine like a black fine liner and very light watercolour. So what I, what I enjoyed what I liked about this one was I well what happened was me and my mum went down the shop and on the way on the way home I saw this really nice shape. So what happened was like the road was like well it's quite hard to explain it really. But the background of the houses were on like a curve. But what happened was, right in front of me was like a curved, a curved pavement. And the angle that I was at, it's almost like the buildings are curving in with the the pavement. So you get this nice like reverse S shape. And like there was lots of nice, lots of nice shapes going on here. One of the things I find really hard is doing light watercolours. So I'm trying to sort of, I'm trying to get better at that. And the other thing was, there was a car here, which was actually grey with a hint of red on it. But what I did was, when I did my painting, I made the whole car red. Because I thought that would be, if it was red, it makes the car pop, which is nice. And uh, also I put the traffic lights in. <laughs> Again like a little sprinkling of colour. I enjoyed this one. This is another one of those ones where every so often what happens is you go through your sketchbook and you sort of feel like you're going through a photo album. So I feel like in 10, 20 years time I'll look back at this and I'll remember me and my mum sitting on this little wall because <laughs> my mum was sitting with me as I was sketching. Which normally it's me on my own, but it's quite in, it was quite interesting actually, sitting with my mum. So I enjoyed that one, and then what I did what I did after that was I thought to myself, I haven't done people sketching for a long time. Also, I wanted to, because I get very cold hands, so I wanted to keep my gloves on. So I thought, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually sit in town after work, and I'm going to just sketch people walking around 
So for me, this is one of my favourite things to do. And I haven't done it for about, well, at least a year. I used to do this all the time, every single day. I'd go in town and sketch people. So what, a little tip, if you want to people sketching without sort of um, feeling like you're sort of watching people or something, sit in front of a cash point. Like, and what happens is when people go into the cash machine, you can actually like sketch them from behind. So most of these sketches are from people from behind. But what I've noticed is I love drawing the shape of hoods, hoods and caps and handbags. Yeah. And also the other thing is you're if you're sketching somebody who's walking, it's it's that thing again where you're you're trying to sort of you're sketching them. When you first see them you start sketching them and because they start moving, you're trying to sort of sketch them. You're looking at them and seeing what they're wearing and how they're moving. You're trying to capture them, but you've also got to try and keep it in the perspective that it was when you started sketching it. So you're again, you're doing that thing where you're sort of, you're, you are drawing what you see, but you're making it up as well. This is why I think this is a really cool skill to practice. I've drawn this bloke here wearing a, uh, like a cap. But the way I've drawn his face, <laughs> he looks like a little, um, like a bear or something. I've actually seen characters in Character Design Quarterly magazine. There's an artist who draws people like that. They're like little, um, they look like little mice or something. That's quite weird. I didn't even realise I'd done that. Yeah. Yeah, and what I also like doing is trying to keep it to three tones. Like the light, the white tone, a dark and a light. And the more I got into this, the more I started bringing those, those tones in. So what I like to do is I like to make the handbags dark and... Because what I think is it makes it sort of um, it makes the handbag pop, but it also it's I just love it. I love the shape of handbags and like bags when people are walking around. There was also a bloke riding a bicycle, and what was happening was he was like bobbing down the bobbing down the pavement, and the wind was blowing up his jacket, so it looked like he had well. It looked a bit like a Superman's cape or something. <laughs> that was cool. That was. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I like. I like. I like sketching people wearing big puffy jackets as well. So what I also like is as you're sketching them, you're sort of thinking to yourself. You're sort of thinking. I wonder where they're going. What they're doing. I wonder what's in their bags or something. Sometimes you see people walking along carrying big boxes and you sort of think to yourself, I wonder what's in them. Sometimes you see couples walking around and you can you can sort of feel the um you can feel like the relationship with people by the way they're walking. It's nice it is. So there was these two two old ladies walking along at one point. I love I don't know, I like it. There's a bloke here. He's using the cash machine, but he looks a bit—he looks a bit like he's um, doing a sort of a bank job with a gun or something. Yeah, but what I'm noticing is I'm—I'm I'm drawn to people wearing 
I'm drawn to people wearing hats and big jackets with hoods and also bags. Somebody with a little dog there as well. This is fun, this is. I like, also, what it does is it makes you appreciate how different everyone is. You get like fat people, but the thing is, you're looking at them thinking how nice their shapes are. So they've got these really big fat bodies, but there's a niceness about them as well. In a strange way, I find fat people more interesting to draw or sketch because they've got more shapes going on. What I like about thin people is though when they've got clothing on that's flowing around. Because then you get like the you get the nice shapes of the, the outfit with the sort of straightness of the body. Yeah. There was one lady one lady like a girl walked along with this beautiful long hair and it just made me think of little Sophie, my little character. So sort of she had two bags on each arm as well. She looked like sort of um like a sort of a, you know, like a rock star or something. There was a bloke selling the big issue. He was nice. He was cool as well. Oh yeah, then there was this lady sitting down on the phone. Oh, there was a, there was this funny moment as well. <laughs> there was this bloke. And he was like sort of standing by this tree. But the way he was standing, it looked like he was sort of peeking out behind the tree. It was quite funny, it was. Yeah, there's a there's a big big bloke here with a Tesco's bag. So like I don't know. I feel like when you're sketching these people in this sketchbook, when you're looking at them you can you can feel them somehow. And even though they're just little tiny little doodly sketchy things, somehow there is the sort of essence of them inside of it. It's very, it's very interesting. And then I think, well, last week when I did it, last Saturday, it started raining as well. But what happens is I've got my music blasting out and I get right into it. But sometimes you're sitting there and there's nobody around. Or sometimes what happens is if I start sketching somebody and I start feeling like, if I start even feeling self-conscious, because maybe people are looking at me, or if I start thinking, because sometimes the mind starts saying what you're doing is rubbish. So if that starts happening, what I do is I actually start sketching leaves on the ground or something. So what it does is it takes my mind away from the thoughts. And instead I can focus on drawing these leaves. And then when I go back to the people, it's like I've emptied my mind. Somebody was smoking. Yeah, little pigeons as well. I love the shapes of pigeons. Yeah, sometimes you start sketching somebody, but like two seconds and they're gone. Uh, and it's, so sometimes you just, yeah, sometimes you end up with just like a head and an arm. Because what's happened is the person's moved out of view, gone behind some trees or something, or a crowd of people, and my memory hasn't captured it enough to be able to finish it. That's why I like sketching people by cash machines and things. Yeah, there's, a, there's this lady sitting down by, um, I think, there's this lady, I think it was the same lady from before. 
Yeah, I think it was. Because she was sitting there for ages. But she, I like, uh, there's this one bloke. Yeah. He was very cool, he was. It looked like he... Um, it looked like he was sort of... Well, what happened was... It looked like he was made of... Um, what do you call it? Some sort of like elastic or something. Basically, it looked like his feet were stuck to the ground and somebody pushed him forward and he was like swinging back and forth like boy boing. <laughs> but what was brilliant about him was I basically, I turned him into a single line. So all he was was a single like curve. And then I put on top of him, I put his clothes and stuff. That was cool. Also, what's happened is I've been sketching. I think right at the end, I start... I started sketching the um like what what is is in town they're knocking down all the trees and stuff so again one of the last ones I did was a um I did like a little scene of basically what is is there's these like little stone walls which had water running through the middle of it and it's beautiful but they're going to knock all that down so what happened was what what it is is these sketchbooks in 10 years time some of these places that I've sketched they might not exist anymore so again it's like you're sort of capturing memories or something so I had a, at this point I'd had enough of doing pencils I wanted to try something different so I got my brush pen out and that was quite I should do that more often really I only did it I only did one page of them but what I like about that is this brush pen I've got, they're only cheap ones, but you can get lots of different textures and like straight lines and fluffy things and everything. So they're really good to play around with. I need to do more of those. So they're quite quite cool. So this was last so all of that all of that was one week. And then last week I started out playing around with me um magic pencil which has got the red blue and yellow so you've got three colors in one pencil so as you do your lines you get all these different colors that pencil is brilliant for gesture drawing not so much for this though i didn't enjoy it as much with these people sketching so i only did one of those and then what i did was Oh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to a podcast called Prepped. What's it? Creative Prep. Creative Pep Talk. I'll put a link in the description and show notes. But one of the quotes on it What you're not saying speaks volumes for you. This artist was talking about how, well, very much like these people sketches, really. Because the thing is, you can't capture everything. What you're not saying speaks volumes for you. Yeah, it's not about just what you're sketching. It's what you don't sketch as well. Because she was talking about like the negative shapes and stuff. I just thought that was a cool quote. There's another one later as well. Look, it won't be like this forever. Oh, yeah, this is a graphic novel. There's a graphic novel called It Won't Be Like This Forever. So what happened was on this podcast creative pep talk he was interviewing this artist who created this this graphic novel 
and it sounds brilliant. It's basically this this lady who's she's it's like an autobiography graphic novel about her mum and dad splitting up and her dad getting with this lady from I think it was Egypt. So she was I think she yeah, she was American and she was talking about like how weird it was to have a ja- a um an Egyptian stepmum who was the same age as her. Yeah. It sounded like a really good um book that one. So what happened here was I started trying to create little um well these little characters I was trying to create more texture on them. Yeah, there's a bloke in a wheelchair as well. So again, what happened here was I focused on his body. So I got I got his like pose, but at some point he had me moved because he was in his little scooter. He'd gone. So what I did was I had to sort of try to sort of um, show that he was on a scooter without being being able to see it to see the scooter. So what I did was I just put two little wheels in, and that's it really. But by looking at that, you can see he's sitting in the scooter, which in a little in a strange way, it's a little bit like what she's saying. What you're not saying speaks volumes. It's almost like it's what's good here is the um because they were talking about this on the podcast. If you by putting just one little wheel, I put one wheel of this scooter in, and nothing else. What happens is the person looking at it can fill in the rest of the scooter. Because it's like you're sort of you're telling the um the viewer that there's a there's a wheel here, so what happens is they fill in the rest of the scooter. So in a strange way, like an illusion, you see the scooter without the scooter being there. Also, because it's getting near to Christmas, there's a big wheel and like a funfair in the middle as well. So I started playing, started drawing the funfair. Yeah, and then it started raining. So that was it. I had to stop. Play was stopped because of um, the rain. I think for about four or five pages it was raining. And what was happening was it was the drips were starting to sort of smudge smudge things as well. But at, right at the end it got really bad. So I had to stop. But that was last week. I enjoyed that. Yeah, so for me, because what had happened was... I'd started to get a little bit, I don't know if the word is bored, but I'd started to realise I was just doing the same thing every single week when I was going out doing my plan air. So I thought to myself, it's time to start trying different things. So I did a, I done a still life, two people, two um, weeks of people sketching, but I want to do, I'm going to do more of these people sketching. So I think December will be mostly people sketching and a little bit of still life. So, because I want to get better at doing still lifes. Yeah, I want to like sort of, I want to improve my skills of composition. Because what I realised was it is a lot harder than you think it is to compose things. Because again, what you've got to do is, it's not just where you're placing objects. It's like the shapes around the objects as well. So you, you're sort of like, you're looking at the shape. You're looking at the um, the objects you're placing. But you've also got to look at the shapes around the objects as well. 
And also, you need to pick things with, well, I think it's nice to have things with different textures. So there's like, there's a skill of going outside, picking and finding things, which is a bit like a sort of, for me, that's a bit like a, um, like um, an archaeologist exploring. You're trying to find things, like little things that you think would be good for composition. And then the other thing is, because also you've got to look about the, you're looking at like things with different shapes and different colours. There's loads of stuff going on there. You got that. You've then got to compose it, and then you've got to you've got to draw it and paint it. So there's like three sort of skills that you're improving just by doing the still life, which I think is brilliant. And then with the people sketching, you sort of, for me, what I'm learning here is I'm learning observational skills. I'm also learning the skill of trying to put things into my memory so that I can draw them when I can't see it, which that's really hard. And then you've also got the skill of, for me, it's the skill of social, overcoming like social anxiety type things, because it is, it is still quite sort of, um, there are moments where it feels a lot too, it feels too much sort of like anxiety. But the thing I've noticed is if I just keep drawing, you just get through it. <laughs> it's weird. It, it would have been very easy, I think, to have um, let the mind stop me doing this. But that's why I like playing music as well, because I can just focus on the music, get lost in the music. There's another thing as well I've noticed. Last week it was freezing cold, cold it was. But... While I was here sketching, I wasn't cold at all. I was like, I didn't feel the coldness at all. And I sat there for about an hour. I didn't feel cold. As soon as I stopped drawing, I felt really cold. So what I, and the thing is, it reminded me of when I used to go out um, posing for photos. In the moment, I'd be, it's almost like when you're lost in the moment, when you're lost in the moment, you, you can't feel cold. It's almost like you lose your senses. And just thinking about it now, that sounds very much like these monks. These monks who like walk through fire and all that sort of thing. Maybe what, they're, what they've done is they've maybe they've, they've taken their mind. Maybe they've like, they basically, they've... They've somehow taken their mind out of their body or something, so they can't they can't feel the fire. Because the thing is, I felt like I could have sat in that in the coldness for twenty hours, and I wouldn't feel cold at all. But the thing, but the thing is, I was cold. I must have been cold, but somehow I wasn't. So what that's saying to me is, you're actually only cold if your mind says you're cold. You see what I mean? It reminds me of something else as well. Because I've just watched that TV show, 1899. I started looking into the Titanic and stuff. And there was a, I was watching this video about the Titanic. Ah, oh, it's quite funny. There was a video on YouTube where somebody had recreated the Titanic with Lego. 
if I can find it, I'll put a link in the in the show notes and things. But it made me look into the the Titanic, and what it said was, the only bloke, the only person who survived the Titanic, who wasn't in a lifeboat, was this was a chef, who had basically, what he done was when as it was sinking, he basically just he got drunk. <laughs> in in other words, he just he just downed loads of alcohol. But what happened was he was so drunk. He couldn't feel the coldness of the water, so he survived. Whereas everyone else who was in the co- in the water, they they felt the coldness and they died. So what I'm saying is, again, that bloke must have been cold, and yet he wasn't he, he wasn't cold because he didn't feel it. So it's it's almost like that's almost like showing you that the mind is is in control of of everything like your senses yeah so again like um it makes me think of will wim hoff as well it is mind over matter isn't it that for me that's quite amazing that is so it makes me think i wonder if you could I wonder if you could be, say, set on fire and not feel the fire. <laughs> I could go anywhere, that. But that's the thing, that's what I love about this. It's not just, it's not just like art skills and stuff. There's lots of mental stuff going on as well. Like you're constantly learning, I think. But little Dennis has said it's, it's game over, sunshine. <coughs> Boing! So I hope you enjoyed that and all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote and I don't know what it's going to be but it's from the book Habit Busting by by Pete Cohen which is um, it's a book I've talked about before on a previous podcast and what it is is if you, when you go through it the book is full of quotes in the margins so what I'm going to do is little Dennis he's going to pick a page this one you want this one? Oh, look at this, look. How brilliant is this? This week's inspirational quote. Lil Dennis picked this. Men are not prisoners of fate, but only prisoners of their own minds. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt. Well, again, this is almost like what I was talking about here. If your mind says you're cold, then you're going to be cold. And if you believe you're cold enough, you could actually die. Whereas if you don't, if your mind says you're not cold, you actually, in act, in other words, the mind could kill you. Yeah, the mind has the power to actually kill you, which almost makes me think about like the placebo effect. Somebody takes a pill, which is nothing. There's nothing in it. It's just a sugar pill. Somebody says it's a poisonous pill, they can actually die from that. So it's not the pill that killed them, it's the mind. Yeah. It goes the other way as well. You could take a poisonous pill, but if somebody says this is a um it's a it's a sugar pill, even though you've got poison inside of you, you could survive. So this is what I'm saying. This is why the mind is is cool. So this week's little inspirational quote 
Men are not prisoners of fate, but only prisoners of their own minds. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Christmas.